Well, hey, kids, it's your favorite hippo. Hippo crit. Hey. Yay. On today's show, we're going to talk about doing your homework. It's very important to do your homework. Does that mean you're going to do your homework too, hippo crit? Oh, heck no, kids. I've got better things to do. (laughs) We're also going to talk about eating our vegetables. It's very important to eat your vegetables. Yay! Does that mean you're going to eat your vegetables too? Oh, heck no, kids. I hate vegetables. They don't taste good, and uh, they're green, and they taste like shit. (laughs) Well, kids... Let's get started. I've been trying to remember, remind myself to some smells like something burning outside. More fu- are there more fires out there in the hinterlands? Wow, it's so foggy over in that direction. It's so foggy over there. Usually I see the mountains. I love the fact that I live in a place where I could see the mountains. So, I gotta get my coffee for this one. I've been trying to... Uh, remind myself to put this in airplane mode because it's happened I mean I basically I had almost an hour long podcast that was being saved and something happened where a text message came up and I was trying to get it off the screen but I accidentally opened it and then that ended up Somehow closing anchor, then I went back in this extraordinary podcast was not there anymore. That's okay. See, this is this is just teaching me the art of, of detachment. Teaching me the art of detachment. I just got some new news here. I've talked about it before, but this is this is a new um piece of information. Actually, here, let me go back in here and just read it right right from the Facebook post. Orly Rodriguez is the guy, the mastermind, mind you. The mastermind minds you. That would be a good song. The mastermind minds you. So Orly Rodriguez is the creator of the Archivist, which is a VR, virtual reality experience inspired by, it takes place in the Twin Peaks universe. I've been adding voices to it. This is so great.
what I'm going to do for you guys. Okay, so... Um, so Orly Rodriguez has included me into, into this. I've been sending him voices. I sent him voices for Pete Martell, various FBI agents that you can hear over, you know, talking in the office. And the latest, which I'm so excited about, is Agent Jeffries from Firewalk With Me, a.k.a. T Agent T. Kettle. Um, oh my god it's just so crazy so I'm going to play for you my agent Jeffries now he added a little bit of a voice modulator but I tell you ever since fire walk with me I've, I've, I've you know played with my impression of agent Jeffries Judy we're not going to talk about Judy in fact we're not going to talk about Judy anymore I've been, ooh, just playing with it. So this is, he sent me lines, and this is what I got, uh, I put in here. And my buddy Jason McNeil, who I used to be in improv uh, classes with, uh, improv groups with. I was in my first play, Golden Boy. Uh, I talked about him the other day. He's a stand comedian, voiceover artist. I, I corralled him to get him to be involved with this. And he didn't even know what, what, what Twin Peaks was. And now we're a part of the Twin Peaks universe. So this is, let me play for you first, this little thing, then I'll tell you the news. Here we go. This is, this is me as Agent Jeffries, or, uh, yeah, as the tea kettle, for those of you who know what I'm talking about from Twin Peaks Season 3, a.k.a. Twin Peaks The Return. Here we go. So I did the voice on this, and it was such an honor to to be be. I mean, now I'm a part of the Twi I'm officially part of the Twin Peaks universe. So these guys, let's see. Okay, he just sent me a note here. Orly just sent me a note. I gotta redo my Pete Martell. Dude, you're amazing. We would actually would love for you to try Pete Martell again, only this time talk a little faster and more nervous like. The voice was perfect, but the pacing was off. Could you do that before the twenty sixth of this week? Alright, so that's that's my next assignment. 
All right, so this is this is what the news is here. It says here, some of you know I've been contributing. Uh, oh no, that that was my that was my that was my comment on it. Okay, so unbelievable. This is from Orly Rodriguez about the archivist. Unbelievable. Turns out the archivist VR has been nominated for two awards. Best Interactive Narrative Experience and Best Debut Experience. Thank you, Rain Dance. I'm totally overwhelmed. For eight years, I had a deep desire to create video games, but I never believed in myself enough to even try. Now, after just nine months, I've reached this point. Thank you again to my awesome teammates. And he lists all these all of his teammates, and he includes me and my buddy Jason McNeil. Wow. This is so exciting to know that this is true and actually happening. And I think I was telling you that apparently uh, apparently hmm I guess if it's I, I don't know if it, if it win, if it wins this festival, it's apparently nominated for an Academy Award, or if it's nominated for this, it's also uh, can be nominated for an Academy Award. I, I don't know how that is, how that works. But but I think there are specific theaters that if you screen, or f specific festivals, if you screen movies there, they are then available to for, you know, for the possibility of getting an Academy Award. So my buddy Jason McNeil and I were joking about, you know, every time I introduce him, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is my friend, the Academy Award nominee, uh, Jason McNeil. <laughs> and he could be like, yeah, this is my buddy, Kurt Glendennon, the Academy Award nominee, Kurt Glendennon. <laughs> Academy Award nominees. Maybe that'll be the uh, title of this segment. So we were joking about that idea going to any job, you can get any job anywhere because how many jobs out there can say that they actually have an Academy Award nominee working for them? So Jenny and I, my sister and I, uh, to switch, switch some gears here, a little bit ago we were talking about fads and how they grow and how quickly things move. And the one thing that popped in my brain was Audi 5000. And I said, you know, I remember... I remember Chuck Plath and his brother, they would always come up with this crazy lingo and then they would use it and then I would end up using it. And one of the things they invented back then, I had not heard anyone else out there. They would always go, Audi, Audi. And then they would say, Audi 5000. And so then, as years passed on, I started hearing more people saying, Audi 5000, Audi 5000. So this is, this is one of the age-old questions in my brain about fads, about trends, growing I, I'd really love to do a movie about following a fad from its inception to its you know mass media maelstrom maelstrom when I think of the word maelstrom I think of just a crazy tornado of everything going on just Like you stepped into a vortex. 
So the idea of the fads, the way that they grow, the way that they move. Now, I'm sure every single one of you have noticed those kinds of things. Little inside jokes. Heck, maybe one of you listening right now, you've, you've d- d- done that same thing. Maybe you, you with your wordplay, with your word smithing, with your love of puns, your pun-intentional, pun-intentional vocabulary, your acrobatic, your acrobatical verbs and nouns and adjectives, acrobatic adjectives, acrobatic adjectives, nouns, verbs, who rather, uh, rarely ever use those words. So the fads, how do they grow? How do they go? How do they glow? How do they go from here to there? And is there any way, see, that's what's so interesting, too. Someone might like that, you know, the fun, the way, the way that the, the, the language rolls off the tongue. And then they decide to utilize that as well. They see that it gets a big laugh. <laughs> People giggle, and they go, oh, well, maybe it would work over here. And then you take that little spirit, and you go, Bloop, let's plug it in here. Let's see if that energy plugs in here. So we're taking that with us. We're taking notice of this. This is why those billboards uh, in the news stations, all that razzmatazz, is doing the job that it's doing because it's playing on those things here's this archetype here's this archetype here's this thing here's this piece of the instruction booklet oh what's that you didn't you were born without a manual well here let us give you a blueprint for uh, uh, a vibe that an identity that you might want to inhabit here's this blueprint It's intriguing, huh? So the fads, the way that they grow. Every single one of you has probably had that idea where, yeah, you've been playing with the word, playing with language, and then before you know it, you see it growing out there. Now, there's that idea. There's a couple of different aspects to this. One of them is that aspect of seeing how it grows throughout the years. That idea of, well, now you really can't, quote, own it, unquote. This idea is out there. It's out there in the world. Did it grow because someone else came across that thought cloud, because someone else got blipped on the antenna and they said, you know what, I like that idea. I'm going to utilize it. Now that stuff used to frustrate the, the, the hell out of me. Seeing someone else getting the credit for a song idea or a title or a character idea or comic book, superhero, etc., 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 Language, dynamics, adjective, acrobatics. One of these really, that immediately comes to mind. I remember long ago, I started saying the word squige, and I would just write it everywhere. S-Q-U-I-G-E, squige, squige. It just became this word, it was like this squige, like a squige, like a, like a squige I, I can't even explain it was like a like a like a squishy like a like a squige like a it was just this idea of something that was just like sort of squige like a like a like a a type of thing just to not be around I think I think it could take on any meanings but that was just one of them so I ended up seeing years later a toy a monster named squige and I'm going what the heck I should have known then of my power as a creator and the ability to manifest things. Had I had someone told me, had someone been around then, and there probably was, and I just wasn't listening. My grandpa probably contained a hell of a lot of that kind of wisdom. 
but did I know to ask for it? That's the crazy thing. It's like you have to ask for it first, and then you realize, oh, that was the thing I was supposed to ask for. But it's a you you just you just have to just stumble upon it. You know, it's waiting to be discovered. So had I looked at that back then, inst- instead of getting bent out of shape, I could have gone, whoa, did I make that happen? Let's try more of making more of that happen. So that's what I started to to embrace. That relationship with the great unknown. I had this um, idea of going, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm causing that to, to happen out there in the world, if I just like to play with that idea, and heck, maybe it's just a, you know, and I had this idea of a thought cloud. It would float over your head. I think you've heard me talk about this before. Float over your head, and it goes, okay, do you want to use me? You want to use me? You want to use me? If not, I'm floating, I'm floating, I'm floating. And when you talk too much about it, give too much energy to it, well, especially out in the open, where anybody who's hungry for ideas can see, then it gets momentum, it gets going, it gets going, just like that reality transurfing, that Zedlin, 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 Z-E-L-A-N-D, the Russian author. Reality transurfing, he talks about the pendulum. Once that pendulum gets... It gets a reality, you know, cooking up in that. The pendulum gets moving and moving. And the momentum goes, 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 goes. Now, the way of calling that is the tipping point. Thank you, airplane, for that high five. This is one of the things. As we as we start realizing and taking in the, into that mindful, that, that sort of taking that in consideration that we're actually creating the sort of circumstances happening in our lives, and it's a dance between us and the bigger us, the, the higher mind, we then start looking at the synchronicities, serendipities, the usu, the ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity. We start looking at that as a friendship. There's a dragonfly right now. Hmm. Earlier there was a hummingbird. Intriguing. Both... The hummingbird flaps its wings like an infinity symbol. The dragonfly, its wings already look like the infinity symbol. It doesn't have four of them. Two infinities. Interesting. Intriguing. Perhaps the hummingbird morphed into that dragonfly. And here comes that other airplane. That's the thing is when you start looking at those signs, looking at those omens, looking at high fives, mental high fives, going, hey! Hey! You recognize me? It's just affirming. I mean, these trees are going crazy. Like I talked yesterday about the antenna tree. All these trees around me are going crazy right now. They're clapping. They're applauding. I see you guys. Look at that. You're clapping. And I'm looking at you, and I look at more of your friends are clapping. Oh, my God. Hi, antenna tree. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Yeah, you're clapping more now. You're clapping more because I'm recognizing you. You're clapping even more. You're, you're plotting. You're plotting the fact that I recognize you. <laughs> you're t- officially a guest on Inspirato Projecto. You guys are always a guest on Inspirato. You're perpetual guests on Inspirato Projecto, whether I'm sitting out here on the balcony or not. Oh my God, I see you way back there, you tree. Don't you think that I don't see you? Look at that. Oh my God, you've just picked up. You've just you're you're clapping now. I see you guys too back there. Don't you try to hide. Look at now they're clapping more. I see you over there. Don't you think I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. More and more. Oh, my God, you guys. I'm just opening it up. Opening up the throttle to all these trees. And they're all... 
moving like gangbusters. You over there. I see you way over there across the street. See you. What about you? You next, you tree right next to you. Are you going to move? I'll invite you onto the podcast too if you want. But it's up to you. Do you want to contribute? I see I see some of you guys moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see, I see you guys moving. I see you guys moving. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that great? You just invite it all. And that's what's so interesting. When we, we start noticing our language and our epiphanies, our etymologies, our vibrations, there's a helicopter to affirm it and two birds as well. There it is. It's going, yep, yep, yep. Keep talking about it. I'm here as an exclamation point. I'm here to punctuate that for you. Incredible. thinking of doing a time lapse on this crane that's here off my balcony. Got a really cool wide angle lens. I got to dump a lot of this footage from this phone, a lot of these photos. It's telling me I'm running out of space. Running out of space. The way that this thing is moving around, it looks like an arm, like a robot arm. Just going, and it would look like a crazy dance. And then with all the trees moving... It look like they're all um, groupies. Like, yeah! Clapping, swaying. Like it's dancing for them. Like they're watching it like it's a performance. That's awesome. <laughs> so this thing with the fads, this thing with the, with the ideas, you know, evolving and cre- being created. Uh, It's amazing because as we look at that track record, track record of all the times where we've thought about something, imagined something, put that thought out there in the universe and then it came to be, that becomes now the reservoir, that becomes the knowledge, that becomes what we draw from when we go into creating our very next projects. Now, this had popped into my mind. Some folks are going, what is the higher mind? What's the higher mind? Okay, there are, three, there, there are a few different analogies I like to think of. I like to think of me, myself, and I. I like to think of ice, water, and moisture, like a cloud. And I like to think of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and how each of those are I like to intertwine them, and here's a helicopter to give me a high five on that. <laughs> when we call attention into the environment, because we are our environment, Alan Watts talks about this a lot. We are our environment. We are our environment. Whenever you talk about a thing, about something, anything, you talk about its environment. You cannot talk about that thing without the environment. If it all was one thing, nothing would be indistinguishable. If it, you know, we. Like, if it, this was all just, blah, 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 there's no separation, we wouldn't be able to point to certain elements of that whole. Aldous Huxley calls it the mind at large. So, okay, so the idea of, like, that idea of uh, ice, water, and moisture. So, there's this ice. It's sort of like, I'm imagining that's like a belief system. 
a, a crystallized belief system. And as this water, as the stream, more loose, not, not, you know, has no allegiance necessarily, except towards just its own path, wherever it's going, wherever it's called to go, what's interesting is that water that's moving past that iceberg, whatever is contained within that iceberg, whatever elements are contained in there, are now washed along with the water. Let's say, hmm, let's say a pelican, I don't know if they got them way out there in Antarctica, let's just pretend an Antarctic penguin picked up a fish in its beak and it drops this fish on the iceberg and then the, the fish, it just, it, its corpse is on there and it's just, you know, and at some point this water runs across that corpse and all of that stuff whoosh, goes into that water and off to wherever that water goes to, to its next iceberg. It's coming from an iceberg and, and other land and then moving along and, and then contributing to another iceberg or more land. So all of that stuff, that precipitation is going on. Now, the moisture, what's interesting is that those vibrations, all that stuff is contained within that water that's then going up there into the moisture. And then that moisture is now moved along with those clouds, uh, the air to go someplace else. Now I was thinking, with clouds, do you think the vibration of the water, of the moisture, of the belief system, a.k.a. the iceberg, uh, that is all of those different wavicles, frequencies, vibratos, all of those interacting with the air they were they cooperate together in making the clouds huh they sculpt together maybe is the is the is the moisture asking to be sculpted in that fashion like alan watts says are you being pushed to do this or or did someone pull it out of you was it pulled out of you Did someone pull your, uh, like when people are arguing, did someone, did someone pull the anger out of you? Or did you push their anger out of you? Interesting, interesting concept. Which one pulled, which one, you know, it's like the chicken or the egg. Which one happened first? So I'm looking at these clouds right now. Well, actually, chemtrails, technically. Let's just pretend they're clouds. The movement. The movement of the wind. Are the clouds calling to that? Are the, are the, are the, air are the water molecules going, Hey, over here, turn me into something. They're collaborating together. Isn't that interesting? They're all collaborating together. And when a cloud floats over your head, and it looks the way that it looks... It, you know, what are the chances of that cloud looking that same way ever again? So it's so fun to watch them slowly morph. I don't know what the guy's name is, but there have been many um, studies and uh, what uh, just tales of people 
<coughs> being able to make those clouds disappear. Look up at a cloud and go, Wah! and then it just, it just melts into nothing. So, okay, so we got the uh, iceberg, we got the water, we got the, the moisture. How is that like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Well, the Son is the earthling version, so to speak. It has its just limited filters on it. The Holy Spirit, I imagine, is the, the inspirado that's... The camouflage, the circumstances, the, the various possibilities. And then the Father is the higher mind, the higher mind. It's standing up there upon a mountain, as Bashar talks about. It's standing up there upon a mountain. It sees it all. It knows where you're going to go. It, he, he's, he's just asking, he's going, hey, or your higher mind's going, hey, we, you, you request it, we cook it, we make it. What is this thing you like? We're going to surprise you with a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to make it exciting. We're going to give you what look what appear to be challenges. But they're all just, it's the path. It's the path to getting to that point of, um, of that thing you asked for. Sometimes we're given these opportunities to dip our toe into seeing what that uh, is like. Of what that, to, tr the big, big dream ends up evolving into. Sometimes we're given little, little tastes of it just to see if we can handle it. If we can, you know, how, if we can handle this little situation, well then certainly we can handle a bigger situation. If we can't handle this little situation, we cannot handle a bigger situation. Type of thing. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The sun, a.k.a. us, we're walking around. And then Holy Spirit goes. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. And we go, hmm. Does that resonate with my intuition? That's why following our heart is such a good thing. Following those signs. The signs that feel the same vibe when we see them. And, and they feel like that original intention that we put out there. That's the signal. Beep, 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 beep. That's it. That's the signal. Follow, follow the signal. Follow the sense. Follow the smell. Follow the sight. You hear that? The, the sound. I was going to say, follow the sound. And it went, what about me? Follow me. There's a little honk way back in the distance. It's all involved. It's all involved. Look at these trees right now. They're not moving. I could see a little bit of you moving right now. I could see a little bit of you moving. Are more of you guys going to move? If more of you guys move, you can be guests on my podcast right now. You could be guests on my podcast. Oh, see? The horn wanted to be included. What about me? I see you guys moving. Look at you guys. You're being bashful. You're being bashful. Oh, I could see you down there moving. There you are. Look at right down there. Oh, yeah. That car over there. Hey, I agree. They're moving. Oh, yeah. Look at They're moving more now. You guys, you're clapping. Look at that. That whole, that whole portion just took a huge shift. 
at-home listeners, you're, you're experiencing true collaboration with Mother Nature. Yeah, more. It's moving more now. This is... Uh, so the tree is waving. It uses the cooperation of the air to wave. Maybe it's the air that's waving to us, and it's utilizing the tree to do it. The tree is utilizing the air, just as the tree is breathing in our carbon dioxide, and we're breathing in its oxygen, and yes, says the car. Did you hear that, that honk? It said yes, I agree. Wow, everybody's starting to move now, all you guys, even you big ones. Those are like giants. It's incredible. Incredible. Just blows my mind when I keep thinking. Oh, yeah, so, okay, so. So, like the ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity, the whole idea of that is that um, it's you looking at you, you collaborating with your higher mind. Usu, us to you. If you spin that S around, like it's an S looking at itself in the mirror, it becomes a two, us to you. And if you, and if you take that same looking S that also looks like a two, you know, it's so funny, too, that, that S looks like the number 5, and 5 is, the, is um, the equivalent of synchronicity, which is interesting. So it's like your synchronicity to you. Now, it's interesting if we turn those back into sort of like S's, one going one way, one looking at the other one, and you squash them together, it's an 8, it's an infinity. It's a Mobius trip. It's the hourglass that's why when I when I make the usu symbol, the ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity, the usu symbol, or the usu, usui, usui symbol, and so, so so says the horn, right? When I make that symbol, I make it an eight. Usually, it's I like to make it u eight u. Because it's the two S's going, merging. The, um... It's like... It's like the higher mind, the father, is like the, uh... Everything's possible. Everything's possible. Look at all these possibilities. The Holy Spirit... The inspirado that beams to our antennae, those are things that resonate, that we pick up on, because they, they relate to how we relate to ourselves. So those things come through, and we go, ah, idea, idea, idea. It's reverberating those ideas to us based on our highest excitements, joys, etc., etc., etc. So... If we sort of 
If you imagine looking in the mirror, and the airplane agrees with this, or a helicopter agrees with this, when you look in the mirror, imagine that that, that person looking at you in there is your higher self. Your higher self. Imagine you are one of the you, you know, okay, if we were to spell out U-S-S-U, you are one you, and then there's the other you in the mirror. And what's between you? That infinity symbol. The everything's possible. We're making agreements here. What are we going to do today? So in that moment, what I sometimes do, what I like to do, as I switch places, I then, with that intention of my brain, that that is my higher mind, that is my, 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 my all-seeing eye self, the father, I then go, okay, let's trade places right now. Let's pretend that I am on that side of the mirror, you're over here. What would I, as the father, as my higher mind, what would I tell the you that's right there? The avatar version, the video game version, the earthling version, the, uh, the, the limited human perspective version. What would I tell that person? How much care would I have and compassion would I have for their day to go well and for them to be happy? If you knew that you can make them happy and you go, listen, all you have to do is accept the gift of happiness, I'll give it to you right now. Would you give that to them? And would they accept it? Would the you that's looking at you, the, the higher-minded you in the mirror, would they appreciate the gifts that you leave for them in the various camouflages that they can discover them in? Would you, the higher-minded version of you, would you, how would, how would you hope that they would receive those omens, those gifts, those signs, excitedly, happily, uh, uh, receive them at all, for that matter? What if they passed up all those signs? What if they just ignored all of them, and you're going, I'm leaving all of these things for you, And you love giving them the surprises. Because spelling it all out, that's no fun. Right now, in a, in, in a lot of our certain positions, I'm sure we could think, oh yeah, if I just had it all, I'd be so happy. A lot of times we hear, oh gosh, I wish my manifestations would happen right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. I can tell you, if every single thing that you desired was happening right now all the time and there was no challenge and there was no illusion of an obstacle, no illusion of a bad guy, no illusion of adversity, no illusion of, I don't think I can do this. If there's none of that, could you truly appreciate it? As much? Could you truly appreciate that gift as much?
there's something, something exciting about going through something to create it. Not that it has to be sad, not that it has to be filled with aches and pains and, you know, it's so funny because the solution at the end of it all, we always realize like, oh man, if only I would have just relaxed and just rolled with it, I could have totally gotten this thing done so much quicker. But I spent eight months being intimidated by it and then spent that last nine months, you know, actually making action or the last three days, you know, what have you, whatever the time limit is. So if you were that higher mind looking at yourself in the mirror Would you want them to like okay, so I, I grew up I grew up near some kids who would always get the always get the toys all the time. They'd always get whatever they wanted all the time. And our family we just never, you know it took a while before we we got some of this stuff. So it seemed like as soon as you saw a commercial, some of these kids <coughs> these neighbor kids would usually have that toy right away. You just knew it. Well, they grew up to not be very appreciative and to not be very grateful and to, you know, this thing that you're, you're looking at with all this value in your eyes. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And they're like, huh, oh well. And just, just being nonchalant about it, tossing it aside. And you're going, hmm... Maybe it's best that I gotta wait a little bit. The anticipation grows. That's why those movies, that climax, that ba 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 of a movie when you know justice is done, or they've they 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 rescued the 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 they rescued the 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 family off the roof, or they <laughs> exploded the Death Star. It's so triumphant because you know what these people went through. Would you want that earthling version of you? I'm talking from the higher mind version that's standing in the mirror. Would you want to give those things to them right away? I mean, they would have to accept that gift. They'd have to accept that. I mean, what if, let's just say, for instance, you could go, you know what? If you were to just believe me, I'm holding out these gifts. I'm putting them out there. All you got to do is follow the signs, and you can have these manifestations very, very quickly. All you have to do is follow the excitement, follow the signs. Would you trust that earthling version to do that? It's interesting when we put ourselves on the other side. Would you want the best for that earthling version of you? Would you tailor fit each little interesting gift to fit their their brilliance, their genius and and go beyond what their original concept is yet yet the 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 what's the word I'm thinking of the the only uh, stipulation that's the word the only stipulation that there would be is that they would just have to actually just follow the signs, follow the camouflage, follow the, just follow the vibe, the vibe. Hmm. Must be tricky for parents to see their kids when they know what's better and their kids are just 
hypnotized by whatever's going on, you know, what are the Joneses up to? Oh boy, you got that kind of cell phone? I got to get this kind of cell phone. Oh boy, mom, dad, why aren't you driving that kind of car? Jeez, it's so embarrassing. Uh, uh, well, how come I don't have the latest iPhone? You know, J Judy has it. So, it's just intriguing. Trying to bring up a kid when you know the pratfalls, the traps, all those things and the ways that, that uh, the world pits youngsters against each other and tries to manipulate them um, into out looking outside of themselves rather than looking into themselves and the uh, helicopter agrees. Being a parent, it must be tricky to see them go down these particular paths. The airplane agrees now. Agrees now. I love that simultaneous, uh, simultaneous signs, Sinal, simultaneous, it's simultaneous signs, simultaneous, you heard it here first folks, simultaneous, simultaneous, so it must be tricky watching your kid grow up, follow these influences and you're going, oh geez, you know, I just wanted what was best for you. And then to see them get into, you know, whatever. That's why it must be awesome for parents to be so proud of their children. Not necessarily that the children followed the parents' dreams at all, by any means, but that the kid decided to be the best potential version that they could possibly be and just funnel as much of that into it. And if that's the case, then it's definitely the job as a parent to set up situations that, that encourage more of a constructive mindset um, where other kids are taught that mindset. I would say it would, it would definitely start with an improv. If improv was uh, integrated into schools more with everything, yikes. Can you imagine? The teachers, the administration, the faculty, the students. Whoa. Whoa. So Usu, Yusu, Yusui, Y-O-U, isn't that like interesting, the S, the snake, it slithers, it's smooth, it's slippery, just kind of rolls like the ocean, and yes, says the airplane, The U C U U and then U backwards is U O Y. How do you pronounce that? We. We is O U I. O U I is yes. So you are yes. <laughs> you are yes. Then you add an E on there, E-Y-E-S, that's eyes. Eyes is I-S, which is is. I is Roman numeral one, so I is also one. One, O-N-E, is also W-O-N. W-O-N backwards is N-O-W, now. 
at a K that's no, K-N-O-W. No now. You'll hear me repeat these again. These, this is, to me, what is whittled down into the basis, and I've said this before, and I will continue to say it, because it's something to ponder. This is the basis of it all. Yes, I am, no, K-N-O-W, now, N-O-W, and hallelujah, which is the laughing of the angels. Alan Watts says, if the angels are laughing... How much more are their creator? For those of you who've worked on film sets or in jobs where the manager, CEO, whoever, the top person at the top, if they're in a terrible mood, they take it out on the person next to them, that person takes it out on them, dribbles all the way down to the PAs, to the production assistants, and then to the, uh, the background extras. I've seen it happen goes all the way down. So you know, if the employees are laughing and having a good time, guess what? The boss is definitely laughing and having a good time. They sort of dictate the mood of what's going on there in the office. Of the set. All of that health is very good. So you, you, S-S-U, the S, looking at the S, that's, a, that's the uh, infinity symbol, that's the Hourglass, the eight. I mean, it's just, it goes and goes, goes and goes. Oh, yeah, here's an idea that came, came to me. It's called the professional confessional. Professional confessional. Maybe it's a performance art. And maybe it's the guy he dresses, he's got his collar. He's like a priest. He's got his white collar. Professional confessional. Could be a, a performance art. Could be a real business. Who knows? Maybe the guy is even ordained to marry people. So you can... Uh, so people can hire him. He brings his booth with him. He breaks it down. Maybe it's cardboard. It's pr- private, personal confessional. It's airtight. Or... <laughs> Uh, air, uh, uh, sound, sound, soundproof somehow, and people can whisper their confessions to him, and he encourages them to tell him fake confessions because then he he records them and then they go into a podcast where all their identities are anonymous. That's the extra added bonus. Confessional professional. Did I tell you my idea also of an idea for a Western, fantasy Western, and she'd be like a cowgirl, but she also dances and she does tarot. Did I talk about this yet? Can't remember if I said it earlier or not. But I thought that'd be pretty cool. I've never seen a protagonist do tarot before. And then she just follows, you know, that's that dictates her destiny, so to speak. And so everybody else is naysaying it. Going, no, that's, you're, you're, what are you doing? That's crazy. But she follows the signs, and she always sees how it ends up working out. And so does the audience. 
So there's always like that character that's naysaying it. Always. There's one of them, one or two of them or more. And they represent, you know, those different aspects of personalities out there. And she's just calm about it because she's, she's seen too much evidence to contradict it. To contradict its power. Another airplane to reaffirm this idea. So she, she's sort of a cowgirl. It's a fantasy. She rides a Pegasus. <laughs> she dances. Be interesting, like a cross between like a ballerina and like Western type of dancing. Cowboy Western type of dancing. Dosey does, but with ballet. You know, fluid, graceful, elegant. Almost acrobatical. Maybe she does acrobatics too. That'd be cool. And her tarot cards. She reads them for people. She reads her own future. She helps the lives of those that she comes across. Be really, 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 really interesting. And just facing lots of um, roadblocks, so to speak, of those who just are pure, just killjoys, pure naysayers, just over-analytical, over-critical. You can tell that, you know, those kind of archetypes that, that just, those personalities that just blame Everybody else for their own follies. Yeah, that car agrees. It's a high five. Each one of those is a punctuation mark. It's a high five from the universe going, hey! <laughs> Making its guest appearance. The force, the in-between... I don't know if you can hear those trees, but they agree. They're applauding. Yeah, yeah, you guys too. You guys too. So does the airplane as it emerges from a chemtrail cloud. Chemtrail pseudo cloud. Oh, bef uh, before we hang up here. I don't know if I talked about this or not, but uh, there was this awesome website called bitstrips.com. And I used to make tons. You could you could make your own characters. Uh, you could stretch the eyes. You could, you could, do, oh my God, I had such a blast with that website. It was just the best. And um, They ended up joining forces with Facebook, where I don't know if any of you saw for quite a while, a lot of people were utilizing those those comics. Well, that was Bitstrips originally, and it was a site, it was free. Started in like 2000, I don't know, four or something, five? I was one of the first pioneers on there. It was great to be there when it first started and to see the different 
props that they're putting in there. You can make these awesome comics, and I would just try to make them as deep, just filled with all kinds of details as much as I could, just really... And I had um, these characters called the Cloud Watchers, or actually... Okay, so the the comic was a bunch of little kids looking up at the, the clouds, and they start running, and there are these, like, sort of, like, pupil no pupils it just had eyes and a and a mouth with these like almost like bubbly cloud looking teeth and uh and they they would like hang upside down they would come out of the clouds they're riding in the clouds now i don't know if they're dangerous or not they look dangerous i know people ran from them so that would be fun to investigate are they the cloud watchers or did or was it the kids who were looking at the clouds and we we got to come up with a different name for those cloud demons. Now, maybe those are the cloud watchers. They watch from the clouds. Maybe they maybe they pick up the most brilliant minds. It's a possibility. Anyhow, folks, keep your eyes open, your ears open. Keep the Inspirato flowing, owing, 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 growing, glowing. Yada, yada, yada. Words, 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 etc., etc. Take care, folks. And most of all, keep that in mind.